Hello, I'm Mary Osborne. I'm Kathy Shagrin. And I'm Stacia Matten. And we'd like to welcome you back for a second season of Prairie Tales, where each month we talk about this wonderful community we live in, Monmouth, Illinois. Mary, did you know that the city of Monmouth is the birthplace of fraternity Kappa Kappa Gamma? Well, yes, I did. Well, did you know that their mascot is an owl and the Florida is their symbol? Yes, I was aware. Did you know that the fraternity began as a desire by several local women in Monmouth to develop a women's fraternity for social development and now has 145 collegiate chapters? How do you know so much about Kappa Kappa Gamma? <laughs> well, well you know, I read it on the I read internet. It on the internet. Oh, moving on. Each month at Prairie Tales, we bring you a little slice of history from Monmouth's past with the help of local historians. Last year, we heard from many of you who listen, and we welcome your ideas for future programs. We also would like to recognize the Buchanan Center for the Art, which sponsors our program as part of its mission to promote the art in whatever form it takes in the Monmouth area. So, are we ready to begin? Absolutely. Well, get ready because it's season two of Prairie Tales. Many people will remember the old Warren County home, which was located a few miles south of Monmouth on Route 67. That home is the subject of this month's Prairie Tales podcast. And as always, we want to recognize and thank Jeff Rankin for writing about this important part of our local history. Here's Kathy Shagrin. You'll send me to the poorhouse is a complaint that many parents have voiced to their children for ages, but it wasn't so long ago that a future in the poorhouse was literally a possibility for unfortunate Warren County residents. Caring for the indigent has been a concern in Illinois since 1819, when the General Assembly mandated a support system for poor and dependent adults. Under the plan, individuals were farmed out to private citizens who could maintain them for the lowest bid. In 1839, county commissioners were authorized to establish poorhouses if they so wished, and Warren County built its first such facility in 1858, a county farm on 120 acres purchased in Lenox Township, five and a half miles south of Monmouth. A frame building, a story and a half in height, was erected at a cost of $3,000. An annex in the rear housed the insane. The farm was as much as possible self-sustaining with produce, dairy, meat, and poultry raised on the premises. The farm's first resident, Henry Hopper, was one of Warren County's earliest settlers, having arrived in 1834. At the age of 40, he had been injured in the head in a sawmill accident. When he died in 1887, Hopper's obituary noted that, quote, after that time his mind was never quite right. Before the accident, though, he was an industrious and hardworking man, well-liked by his neighbors. He had no relatives in the city, and it was doubtful if he had any anywhere else. Hopper's was certainly a tragic case, but in an era before Medicaid and Social Security disability insurance, the county farm was somewhat of a blessing for those left with no family or funds. Hopper was buried in a simple cemetery across the road from the county farm, as would be many future residents over the decades.
As the progressive era began to take root in the turn of the 20th century, the county board felt pressure to build a modern facility that was more sanitary and spacious. In 1903, a fine brick structure replaced the original building, erected at a cost of $50,000. Containing 57 rooms, the new county home was a model of modern construction. It was served by two deep wells equipped with electric pumps. Outbuildings included a dairy barn, poultry house, and a vegetable cellar. Milk was supplied by 15 purebred Holstein cows, while 250 hogs and 800 chickens were raised every year. Progressivism also dictated a more humane vocabulary referring to the facility, which at that time was known as the Alms House. In 1912, a committee of the Board of Supervisors recommended discontinuing the terms county farm and poor farm and almshouse and instead calling it the Warren County Home. The Daily Atlas called the new title a more euphonious name. A glimpse of life in the Warren County Home can be gleaned from the chronicles of a Monmouth Atlas reporter who toured the facility in August of 1912. The farm itself contained 197 acres, all of which was fenced off to separate 20-acre tracts. Of these, 86 acres were planted in corn and 36 in oats. When the reporter visited, there were 34 inmates, 18 men and boys, and 16 women and girls. The reporter stated that, quote, it would be interesting if one might tell the story of each of these inmates of the county home they represent so many phases of past fortune and misfortune, past happiness and sorrow, past success and final failure." Unquote. He remarked that most were satisfied with their circumstances and that the most outspoken in their satisfaction was the old lady's colony who said they are thoroughly happy in their contentment and freedom from care. In the main building, there were 190 rooms of which 68 were bedrooms. The bathrooms had hot and cold water, and every room was lit by electricity, generated four hours each day, and held in reserve in large storage batteries. Saturday was the big day at the county home, as every user of tobacco received an allowance of four ounces. All bedding was changed, and every inmate was bathed. The Atlas reporter's only negative impression was regarding two of the inmates. Some years previously, he had toured the Illinois State Home for the feeble-minded at Lincoln, Illinois, and was taken into portions of that home where the average visitor was never permitted to go because of the viciousness, the helplessness, and the misfortune of the inmates. Based on that experience, he editorialized that Warren County was keeping at least two and perhaps three inmates, which properly belonged to the state rather than to Warren County. There was an epileptic boy and a feeble-minded boy in the Warren County home that both for their own good and for the good of the other inmates of the home ought not to be there, he thought. And certainly some members of the Warren County Board of Supervisors are not doing their duty in permitting the boys to remain there, he reported. In 1949, the Public Assistance Code forbade county homes from taking in poor but physically healthy people. Instead, they were issued monthly welfare checks and given assistance to help them live independently. All county homes in Illinois were decommissioned by the state in 1967. 
The Warren County Home continued for a time as a nursing facility, operated by Superintendent Betty Killip, who resided there with her family. Community groups such as the nearby Larchland Ladies Aid Society volunteered at the home, especially to help celebrate birthdays. When Applegate Inn opened in the former Monmouth Hospital in 1970, the remaining 23 county home residents were transferred there. An auction of the facility's contents was held in September of 1970. The home was later raised and a gasohol plant was built on the site. When Route 67 was widened, the county home cemetery was vacated and many of the residents were transferred to the Lenox Union Cemetery, southwest of the former home. In closing, I'll add that I saw the Warren County home many times in the 1960s. I was always fascinated by the large building and its location, near to town but outside of town, close but seemingly sequestered. It was located in the country in a place that provided enough acreage for farm ground, gardens, and a cemetery. During the time I was a student at WIU, the building was torn down to make way for a new four-lane highway. I always think about the home when I pass its location on Route 67, heading back into town. Do you have a memory of the Warren County home you'd like to share with our listeners? If you do, please drop us a line at prairietalespodcast at gmail.com. We'll share your thoughts in a follow-up later this year, or perhaps even have a conversation during a later broadcast. And that, friends, is where this tale ends. Prairie Tales is a production of the Buchanan Center for the Arts in Monmouth, Illinois. If you enjoyed our podcast, look for more content on Instagram at Buchanan Center and on Facebook at BCA Monmouth. Email us with questions and suggestions for future episodes at prairietalespodcast at gmail.com. Remember, not all history is found in a book. Sometimes it's found in the stories we tell. Just listen to the sound of the prairie and you too might hear a tale.